0: Supported by Southern Co-op, we are passionately Pompey.
1: It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal!
0: Pure, unadulterated Pompey.
2: Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched
0: in more action
2: and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good, positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice.
0: It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour
3: fans interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating you've got to get out of this division and into the championship
4: pompey finds their 20 goal a season striker in colby bishop
1: hackett's effort saved by savin bishop bishop scores there's goal number 20 for the season for bishop pompey are going to go home from here with all three points
4: Colby Bishop on the score sheet in midweek away at Accrington Stanley as the Blues returned to winning ways with a 3-1 victory at the Wham Stadium. It was Colby Bishop alongside Joe Piggott and Rico Hackett on the score sheet up in Lancashire. We'll hear from winger Rico Hackett between now and seven o'clock.
5: It's been a tough run of games. They've we've, we've come thick and fast and and we've got for them quite well I think as an overall I think we can look back on this period and look at it positively and today probably not our greatest performance out of the run that we've had but I we've got the three points
4: we'll also hear from the head coach John Musino who despite seeing his side win by a goal margin of two assesses the match as one of the most difficult his side have come up against this season it's a tough tough place to come I've, I've been here many times as, as a player and a player coach and it's
2: never easy regardless of what you're facing they're a good side they're a hungry side they're, they're they're always at it and they play some good football as well.
4: Myself and two more Pompey voices on the airwaves over the course of the next hour or so here on Express FM to digest all of the action from Tuesday's midweek win at the crown ground. We'll also come on to preview Pompey's next League One fixture. Bristol Rovers await at the Memorial Stadium this weekend and as ever Pompey fans we want to hear the thoughts of you back home whether it's a question you've got from Tuesday's victory or even a score prediction. All of you Ways to get in touch. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. So you join us here on 6 pm on this Friday evening. That means it's time for only
0: one thing a very good evening and welcome to the football hour. This is the football hour, 93.7 Express FM.
4: Once again a very warm welcome to the football hour here on 93.7 Express FM driven to you as ever by Stagecoach across for South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your ticket and even track your bus on a live mapping system as well. So you join myself, Jake Smith alongside two more Pompey fans over the course of what is now 54 minutes to digest all of the action from Tuesday's midweek fix for John Musino's side, who went into the game with Accrington off the back of a defeat to League leaders Sheffield Wednesday at Fratton Park last weekend, a little later on, as I mentioned, we'll come on to look ahead to their trip to Bristol Rovers tomorrow afternoon. Between now seven, we'll hear not only from Jeff Harris and Mark Coates, not only from the Pompey fans back home listening in, tuning in, getting in touch via the text, tweets, and the emails, but also hear the post-match assessments of both Rico Hackett and John Musino from. Tuesday's win at the Crown Ground, but before we do any of that, a reminder of exactly how it went down up at Lancashire on Tuesday night. Andy Moon was joined alongside former Pompey striker and manager
0: Guy Whittingham at the Crown Ground. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal. Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores. Ninety minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's gone. This is. You want
1: Welcome to a snowy Lancashire. Long ball through towards Bishop. Lane might get onto this here. Oh, and has Lane gone round the goalkeeper? Shots have come in. And, well, there's going to be real trouble for Jensen. Lane has gone round Jensen, has tripped him. Was he the last man? Could it be a red card? It is. Lucas Jensen is sent off. Danny Lane getting on the ball that was missed by Bishop, who's being wrestled by the defender. Jensen with his right leg brought him down. He didn't feel he made the foul. The referee doesn't agree. Ten minutes gone. Atkinson Stanley down to ten men. It's nil-nil. Tigger is going to instead play it out to the right wing where Lane has got it. Cuts in on his left foot. Cross from Lane into the middle. Header is into the back of the net take taken the lead. I think it's Piggott who's glanced it in and Portsmouth convert the free kick that Accrington have gone down to 10 men from. Accrington 0, Portsmouth 1. Free kick comes towards the far post. Accrington win the header. It's gone a long way wide. 1-0. Rafferty can probably get a ball into Accrington's box. they can. Piggott attacks it. Loose. Shot to come in from Hackett. Fine goal from Rico Hackett. He's just slammed it into the net. Minimal back lift, a fine goal from Rico Hackett, doubles Portsmouth's lead, they've hardly threatened since their first goal, they've got a second before the hour mark, Accrington nil, Portsmouth two, as Ogilvy tries to get Hackett in again, it's a chance for three, square, oh he can't find Bishop who was sliding in, and the ball goes behind for a goal kick. Bishop is trying to stay onside, Pigott through, if he can be found, it's a great chance for Pigott. it wasn't the first touch he wanted, he dives in on the goalkeeper, that seems to be a foul, and it's a free kick, Atkinson's way, Atkinson demanding Joe Pigott is sent off here, for the challenge on the goalkeeper, and a red card is shown to Joe Pigott. and both sides will end this match with 10 men.
2: Well, he gave him the opportunity.
0: Dive into the goalkeeper, and whenever you you like know, dive in for something, you've always you're always given the opportunity to the official
1: Bishop. Is he going to look for Hackett? He is. He pushes him wide. Hackett's effort saved by Savin. Bishop, Bishop scores. There's goal number 20 for the season for Bishop. No celebration against his former club, but Colby Bishop has become the first Pompey player since Brett Pittman back in 2018 to reach 20 goals for the season. Pompey are going to go home from here with all three points. Accrington 0, Portsmouth 3. Now Comville's cross will come in. Header from Adedoyan is a fantastic header that finds the back of the net. And Accrington have got one back. And Portsmouth have blown the clean sheet. A looping header from Adedoyan into the top corner. Accrington 1, Portsmouth 3.
0: Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights, the highlights fair
4: from Pompey's 3 1 victory away at Accrington Stanley on Tuesday night. Returning to winning ways, of course, for Blues after Saturday's 1 0 defeat at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Right. There were some other uh, games taking place. In midweek, uh, as well as, of course, Accrington 1, Pompey 3, we had Bristol Rovers nil, Wickham Wanderers 2, Burton Albion 2, Peterborough United 5, and Morecambe 1, Charlton Athletic 4 so those are your other results from Tuesday's games in League 1 the Skybet League 1 table looks like this, Sheffield Wednesday of course still unbeaten in 22 league matches, they are top of the table on 77 points 3 points clear of Plymouth Argyle in 2nd with 2 games in hand on the Pilgrims as well Ipswich are closely following Plymouth behind up in 3rd place Uh, they are on 72 points and Barnsley, Derby County and Bolton Wanderers Make up the playoff positions. Bolton without a win in their last three league matches. Pompey remain in 10th uh, on 54 points. However, now just nine points behind the top six with a game in hand as well. Is the playoff push Back on. Do get in touch and let us know. Uh, down the bottom, Forest Green Rovers rooted to the spot of the table on 23 points alongside Cambridge, Morecambe, and MK Dons in the relegation zone. Right. Time to talk all things Pompey between now and seven o'clock. And we start off uh, by, of course, reviewing that 3 1 win at Accrington on Tuesday night. And first and foremost, joining us from the Pompey Audio Description Commentary Service. I'm very delighted to welcome onto the show Mr. Mark Coates. Mark, a very good evening to yourself sir good evening mate thanks for having me pleasure as always alongside mark we have uh, one third of three lads in the pub it uh, is now two lads in the studio because mark is joining <laughs> us over the third last tonight jeff harris <laughs> good, good evening you, jake how are you? Not too bad. All, all the better to, to see yourself in in the studio tonight, and all the better, Jeff, after three points on Tuesday night for Pompey. Back to winning ways after consecutive defeats in the league. It was a tough week last time out, wasn't it? But great to be kind of back on that pedestal in midweek.
6: Look, it, it, w- it wasn't a polished performance by any stretch of the imagination. The most important thing was was to come away with three points against Aquinton. It was a cold, you know snowy night up at, up, up at their place it was a great result at the end of the day the performance wasn't great but you have to look at the results and whether you win 1-0 or whether you
4: win 5-0 at the end of the day it's still three points it is indeed and uh, Mark how important was it for Pompey after the defeats to Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday in a week which looked um, so threatening for Pompey it did turn out to be the case of course but how important was it for John to side to bounce back and react with maximum points against Accrington on Tuesday albeit as as Jeff's alluded to the difficult conditions away from home midweek in the snow they got the job done
3: well it's bounce back ability isn't it and it's something we didn't have for a little while under the Cowleys with that awful run and we just didn't seem to have any resilience we didn't seem to be able to pull ourselves out of that, that puddle we got ourselves in and, uh, and, and, and we have and we have and we've got this run of games now um, where we need to pick up more points and we need to go on a, a big run if uh, the near impossible is to become possible
4: the near impossible described by Mark Coates Jeff I think Mark's alluding to the playoffs nine points behind pompey are now one game in hand and of course as things stand 10 matches still to play shrewsbury peter and wickham in between pompey and bolton in sixth position looking at the run john Messino's side have got between now and the end of the campaign probably taken away Derby and shrewsbury i say probably this is factual apart from those two games all of the sides are below pompey in the table as things stand under John Messino, those are the teams Pompey have been beating. Would we be getting too ahead of ourselves to say that maybe, just maybe, we could creep into sixth? Look,
6: OK, you say we've got one game in hand. That one game in hand is only on Bolton. The rest, of, the rest of the teams have... Some of them have played less than us and and the rest of them have played 36 games. Look, it, it's fortunate that we've got a easier run-in, but as we know in League One, not... Not all games are, are, are particularly easy. Mm. Um, we're we we're, we're gonna have to hope that, you know, Bolton, Wickham, Peterborough and Shrewsbury all drop points and they all drop points at the same time. That's that's what you gotta hope, and mm. then you then gotta hope that Portsmouth win mm. and, and close that points gap. So you say nine points, but in theory those nine points are more in reality like twelve points. Yeah if that makes sense Um, because you've got to close the gap and and you've got to do that by consistently winning and hope that the other teams drop points around you if you draw and they draw it's nothing you know there's no advantage there Um, you've got to pick up as many maximum points as you can
4: Hmm. Okay, Jeff Mark thank you very much and we've got a a couple of text tweets and emails coming into the show already this evening thank you very much to those who have done so but we're going to take a few moments now to uh, hear the post-match assessment of Rico Hackett from Tuesday night after which we'll come on to pick apart the game in a little bit more detail as well Rico Hackett caught up with Henry Port on the touchline at the WAM Stadium following Pompey's 3-1 win over atkinson and Stanley.
5: Rico, a 3 1 away win against Akristen tonight. Describe the performance. Um, yeah, obviously a, a good win, uh, three points on the board. Uh, probably not our best performance. I think um, it was a very indifferent game. Um, probably not uh, the nicest game to play in, but um, yeah, ultimately we got the dog, uh, job done. Um, and I thought, obviously, they probably weren't very comfortable in the game, but ultimately the scoreline was comfortable. And, um, and yeah.
7: Personal note, back at and start starting the lineup. How did it feel to be back out there?
5: Yeah, really good. Obviously, um, had a few games a couple of weeks ago and uh, come out of a slight injury and yeah, nice to get back in today and, and, and um, help the team to get three points. Yeah. You mentioned the injury there. Of course, you come back, played nine minutes tonight, seen so obviously you know fully fit and ready to go again. Yeah, exactly that. I think obviously you've always got to be ready for for when uh, your chance your chance pops up and um, you got to try and do everything you can to help the team and and, and personally put performance into to try and keep your place in the team and, and yeah, obviously, really good positive to, to get the three points today. Touching that, What was the message to you in particular going into the game? Um, just just to play my normal game, be positive, be confident, um, cause opposition a problem. I think they, they're they a very front foot pressing team uh, so we knew there'd be a lot of space in wide areas and especially on a, on a turnover like there was today and, and I think uh, one of the goals come from obviously on the counter-attack and we did have a few opportunities we probably should have taken Um on turnovers because they were very expansive, and I thought, obviously, it kind of it helped them in certain situations. But ultimately, uh, we hurt them, and, and when we got our opportunities, we took them. Um, yeah, we could have took more, but ultimately, we won the game. Yeah.
7: You mentioned it wasn't our best performance out there, but a three-one win away to a place like Accrington. How what does that say about the team's
5: mentality and overalls of performance? Yeah, of course. I think you take the positives. I think you come away to a place like this, you, you know what you're getting. Um, it's always going to be a tough game, and and when you you don't perform well. Ultimately, you, you want to get the three points and I think off the back of probably a, a not a great performance today and, and to walk away with three points is, is always a positive. Back in the side and back in the goals, describe the goal to us. Um, I think it was a quick free kick, went wide and I kind of hung out. I see everyone drop into the six-yard box and found myself in a bit of space. It dropped to rags and sat nicely for me. Obviously, I p- finished. Obviously, two goals tonight came from set pieces. How much work has gone into those? Yeah, I think we've we've been we've been really good from set pieces all season. I think we've, we've won games and and, and one points from from set pieces this season, and, and we've also been so we conceded, right? Well, we, we didn't concede I say. But yeah, we, um, we've we've been good defensively and going forward. And I think they're a massive part of, especially in this league, a massive part of the game, and it can be the difference of three points and, and nothing. We wrapped up with Colby's goal against his former club. Obviously, two games this week. How much confidence can we take going into Saturday with this sort of form? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think. it's you can definitely take positives and confidence from it. Um, it's been a tough run of games; we've, we've, yeah, they've come thick and fast, and and we've got through them quite well. I think as an overall, I think we can look back on this period and and, and look at it positively. And today, probably not our greatest performance out of the run that we've had, um, but ultimately we've got the three points, and I think so. Obviously, the boys have played a lot of games, a lot of a lot of minutes in their legs, so to dig in somewhere like Accrington Ak- um, and, and take three points is is a massive po- uh, positive. Sorry.
7: Just finally a word on the travelling support tonight, supporting us all the way in Acton on a cold Tuesday
5: night. (laughs) Yeah, bloody, it was a cold one today, wasn't it, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, of course, I think I've been here long enough now to know that they follow you everywhere, Um, always singing, yeah, really good.
4: Rico Hackett speaking to Henry Port after the full-time whistle in midweek. He, of course, was one of three goalscorers on the sheet for Pompey at Accrington-Stanley, the first of which uh, Joe Piggott put in the Blues up um, in the 13th minute. That was uh, shortly after uh, Luki Jensen was sent off for Accrington-Stanley. The Aki goalkeeper, Mark, with just 10 minutes having been played at the Wham Stadium on Tuesday night, came out, you heard it in the highlights a few moments ago, he came out of his of his area wiped out Paddy Lane and uh, and was ultimately given his marching orders by, by the referee. Um, just simply mark correct decision from the ref. Cause I've seen a, a, a couple of Aki fans um, protesting that one. Not sure how, I think it's far less contentious than ours. I must
3: admit, um, but uh, I'm sure you know we'll get a chance to talk yeah. about that one in a minute. But he, he feigned frustration, didn't he, as he was coming off? But mm-hmm. there's no question; he just wiped Paddy out. Um, but I have to say, wonderful pass into him, and and lovely run again from Paddy Lane. I think he's he's starting to bring. Um, he's starting to bring a few benefits to the team and that's one of them is runs in behind and and actually I think a lot of that team are now we're finding players a little bit further forward in that final third than we weren't before so for me that's one positive um, from Moussino and and from Paddy
4: yeah we were speaking off air a couple of moments ago Jeff about the red card to uh, Lucas Jensen on Tuesday night and um, one key thing you highlighted was that if Rico Hackett puts the ball into the back of the net following that tackle on paddy lane then perhaps it's not ascending off and the referee only brandishes a yellow
6: that's right um you know if you go back to the laws of the game and the double jeopardy rule and and everything else the referees clearly played advantage there um and for, unfortunately for the goalkeeper rico has shanked it like 20 foot over the crossbar so if it does go in he, the laws state, that, okay it's outside the penalty box but he's played the advantage, he scored the goal, it's probably a yellow card. Because he's missed, the referee has pulled it back. He's pulled it back for the obvious free kick that the keeper's uh, made the foul for, therefore, it's got to be a red card.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. Blame Rico. <laughs> yeah. Blame Rico. Well, no. Praise Rico. <laughs> yeah. He's done a, it on purpose. From a pompy, uh, pompy perspective. Uh, Dave Burnham emails has got in touch. Hi all. Well, I thought we were better in defeat last Saturday than we were in victory on Tuesday evening. Playing against ten men for all but ten minutes of a match of the same old frailties that have become our identity were visible for all to see. Arkansas showed more desire. They appeared stronger mentally and physically sharper, and technically they were better. And they also Played at a far better tempo. Pompey looked lethargic by comparison. Even Joe Pickers' red card was self-inflicted due to a f- poor first touch when really the striker should have bagged his second of the game. All of these common frailties within the squad need to be weeded out ahead of next season or we will once again have a repeat of what has gone before. But we won, which is always good. Really pleased to see Colby Bishop reach the 20 goal mark. He surely has to be a clear leader for player of the season. Play up Pompey, Dave, uh, in a list on the emails. Thank you very much for your contribution, Dave. will I want to talk about all of those points in the next part of the show where we'll also hear the post-match assessment of Blues head coach John Musino who I think shares a lot of the same opinions that Dave does on the email there highlighting that despite winning the game on Tuesday night, John himself not too impressed with his players performance.
2: We know that if the performance levels are like that consistently then we probably won't get the rewards that we got tonight and um, you know, it's, it's one of those strange things in football we probably played a lot better on Saturday and, and didn't win the game and we went quite as good tonight but we've ended up winning away from home
4: 3-1 More to come from myself, Mark and Jeff when the Football Hour returns in just a few
0: moments time This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM Go by bus Go greener with Stagecoach Next stop A cleaner, greener future Did you know that if we
4: all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach
0: bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome to part two of
4: tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Thank you for joining us here on the show, which is once again driven to you by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com for any more information you need on the services they can provide to you in your area. Join myself, Jake Smith, alongside Jeff Harris from Free and the Pub and Mark Coates from the Pompey Audio Description Commentary Service. Um, right, we have already picked apart quite a few things from Tuesday's win at Accrington, Jeff. And um, I want to come on to something mentioned by Dave within his email that we read out before the break. And that was plain and simple. Colby Bishop with his 20th goal of the season in all competitions the first player to do so since Brett Pittman who himself was the first player to do so in quite a long time um yeah it it, it goes without saying doesn't it Colby Bishop is probably the player of the season in what has been a a pretty damp campaign
6: I'd definitely agree you know you look at the service that he's had to get 20 goals off the service that is in that team and that slump that we had he's he has pretty much carried his team through through the season um and and he deserves all the plaudits i find it absolutely ludicrous that some people on social media say he's not good enough i, I you know if he's not good enough <laughs> who who do you think we can go in? Can go get, and for five hundred thousand, that's an absolute steal for a striker who can get twenty
4: goals. And hearing from John Coleman, um, I think he tweeted, didn't he, after uh, Tuesday's win for Pompey, uh, the Accrington owner. And of course, we heard from him at the start of a campaign from from sort of local news outlets up in Lancashire in regards to why Colby Bishop left Accrington for what does seem to be quite a a minimal fee. When there were clubs in the championship sniffing around, sniffing around for his services, previous campaign for in excess of a million, two million plus. Um, and John, not uh, John Coleman, um Andy Holt, sorry, the owner, John commons, of course manager, isn't he? But Andy Holt was saying about how he wanted Colby Bishop to fulfil his career as as he wanted to. He didn't want to deny him or anything. He wanted to, to you know, play for Accrington, and the, the opportunities weren't right for him at the time. Therefore. Played Racky in his, in his sort, of, sort of towards the end of his contract, and therefore Pompey managed to get him on a on a, on a cut-price deal, Jeff. And sometimes these kind of transfers do just fall on your lap because he could have been snapped up for a, a lot more money in previous sort of campaigns.
6: Definitely, and you know, Colby Bishop is a, is a player actually I wanted at Pompey for the last two seasons. He, whenever we played Accrington, he was always a handful against us and I always look at the opposition players and, and like to pick one or two out and say you know that's that's a player I'd like in, to see in a, in in the blue and and Colby Bishop fits that the other player was Dion Charles and I was absolutely gutted that he went to Bolton but look you know Bishop is our player lots of people are saying he, he's not going to be here in the summer well if he isn't then we we will see the true ambition of what the club want to do and how much he can sell him for um and if he is I think that sends more of a message out and the ambition that the club have got if we do keep Colby Bishop, and I hope we do.
4: Yeah. Uh, on for, from Colby Bishop now to Joe Piggott. Um, Mark, he scored on Tuesday night. He scored, of course, the opener after 13 minutes um, at the Wham Stadium. His sixth of the campaign in all competitions, only his third in the league but a very good goal and very well taken as well shortly after that free kick it was taken short in came the cross from the right hand side and Joe Pigot was there just to knock it on with his head beyond the goalkeeper's reach and that's the kind of finish of a striker who's you know been, been flowing with goals this campaign who's in sort of the, the top of his element and, and has got that kind of confidence to be able to execute a finish like that but in reality, Joe Piggott hasn't had the minutes. He's not had the goal scoring opportunities, but he took that chance really well on Tuesday night. We'll come on to talk about red card in a moment. Uh,
3: yeah, absolutely. I, I thought that um, it was um, Colby Bishop for a minute, to be honest, the way that he ran at the ball, and it, it glanced off uh, off of him and went in that far far corner. I'm not sure the keeper moved, actually. Um, superbly taken. And you wonder if that's uh, where that's come from, that that confidence, or is he being played in the right position? Um, I'd... I, I, who knows but it's a real blow he's out now after after he, he showed how good he can be uh in in the hole as they call it in that little number 10 role just there he's um uh he's going to be missed i think against yeah. uh against bristol
4: and we sort of jump across for two goals whilst we're on the subject of joe Piggott jeff and we go to the red cards um on the 66th minute at this stage pompier up away at Accrington. They do go on to win the game 3-1, of course. But Joe Piggott um, bearing down on the substitute goalkeeper um, making the challenge. We had a bit of a debate off air pre-show, didn't we? (laughs) Um, I still don't think it's a red card. I think he's got every right to go for that ball as a striker. Keeper's come out. Yes, he's in his own box, but I don't see any malice in that. You completely disagree, and that's, oh, no, absolutely, he, that's
6: absolutely fine. He, he <laughs> has got every right to go for the ball, of course he does. as long as he doesn't make contact with a goalkeeper. He, he gets... But he's off the floor, his leg's pretty much straight, he studs them up, it's a red card all day long. Controversial. It's, it's a re- If he stunts <laughs> it down and he's going along the floor, it's like a normal sliding tackle.
4: It's not. It's a yellow at best. What about Sean Raggett against Sheffield Wednesday well, last
6: week? We talked about that. I I, I I actually think Sean Raggetts was actually worse. Sean Raggetts is a scissor tackle from behind, both off, feet off the floor. Won the ball. He's won the ball, but, but he's tackled from behind, It's a scissor tackle, and he, he's uh, off the floor. Equally, the Sheffield Wednesday player should have been sent off for the tackle on, on Rafferty. Mm. So, so it's you know, they're the laws of the game. The laws of the game are there, and I think Raggett got away with it because the Sheffield Wednesday player got away with it. Mm. So Raggett got away with it, whereas on on Tuesday, definite red card for their keeper, and it's a definite red for Piggott. He wasn't in control of the tackle. I don't think. Exactly, exactly. Uh- So, so, so if you look at the laws of bookings, reckless, out of control, or excessive force. And you do have to protect players. he's out of control.
3: You're outnumbered, mate. I'm
4: outnumbered.
6: He's he's out of control, and it's reckless. We're still talking about Joe Joe (laughs) Piggott.
4: I don't don't see it. But then, then, look, Mark, I think... I wasn't around, really, to watch football 20-odd years ago, but... Oh, b- 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 ago, b- that's a normal challenge. <laughs> back, back, yeah, back then that is not a red card. That no, Sean sorry. Raggett challenge Yet Sheffield Wednesday is no, not no. even a red
3: card. No, there probably wouldn't even be cards, would they? And I mean, it has changed like that. And you'll have old school listeners, and we've seen them all out on Twitter as well, just saying, you know, it was just it was solid. He's got every right. It's 50-50 But I do agree with um, your uh, your wow. tweeter earlier who said that it was a poor first touch. And it wasn't terrible, but yeah. it was a poor first touch, and that is what's got him in that
6: position not having it if he doesn't make contact with the keeper (laughs) it's it's, it's a nothing justice for
4: Joe (laughs) then again Jeff I guess it's emphasised by the fact that Pompey hasn't even appealed it Exactly. He's, he's out for the next three games, of course, he's, uh, no, Bristol he's, Rovers he's, tomorrow he's, as well. He said
3: it was because of the camera angle, didn't he? Do you think that's just
6: politics? Do you, uh, what, 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 is, that,
4: yeah. is that him being diplomatic? See, I, I reckon if you had a camera on the ball you'd see. Well, I, I,
6: I, read <laughs> today, I read somewhere today that um, they consulted an expert in these these matters, as mm. in the disciplinary panel, and they said, yeah, won't get overturned. To be fair, I wouldn't trust the
4: disciplinary panel even with a clear-cut non-red card, but. We'll move on from that, because we could open a can of worms. We could be here all night. But I'm outnumbered. Two to one. Joe Piggott, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not, but if you are, I'm sorry, mate. I'll try to defend you. I don't think it was a red card. Anyway, moving on. Rico Hackett, Jeff. Put Pompey Tune it up. Before the a red card, but it wasn't a red card. Um, and it's a fantastic strike, wasn't it, from Rico? Um, to dub double advantage on Tuesday night. He's becoming... Um, quite a staple in this team under John Messina
6: yeah look there's no doubt in the quality of Rico Hackett's left foot there is no and and when he hits it and it's on target nine times out of ten it goes in that's where it ends for me I, I just have this every time he gets the ball on the wing I think he's going to tackle himself and we've seen that numbers of times there's a player there there's a player there who's got ability for me it's the consistency of delivering that ability and and if he were to be able to be consistent and he were able able to consistently deliver that ability with his left foot he'd be an awesome left winger I have no doubt about that I just want to see Rico attacking more I want to see him taking on players more I want to see him going on the outside more he just seems to he seems to when when he's playing with Olgervy he kind of holds back and he's and he's waiting for Olgervy to do the overlap so he can get on the ball and have, have a bit of space however Ogilvy doesn't go on the overlap and they kind of congest the same space um, so yeah look there's definitely a player there it was a well taken goal I think that's six goals two assists, four assists, something like that um, he's certainly got a lot more than any other winger at the moment Owen Dell especially You know, I like Owen Dell um, but he he delivers when it's needed he just needs to deliver that consistently
3: yeah, uh, open the contract, Jeff. Did you give him a contract at the end of the season?
6: Would I? Yeah, Rico. I uh, I think it depends on the other players we could potentially bring in.
4: Yeah, got Mark disagreeing with a red card. He's asking you the question. <laughs> come on. he'll
6: be getting me on the commentary next with him <laughs>
4: it's carnage I'm not joking love it Mark thank you uh, in regards to Rico Hackett you, you are spot on Jeff. um six goals for the campaign four him overall in all competitions three in the league two in the FA Cup one in the Papa John's trophy two assists um, all together but um, yeah certainly someone who perhaps could find that just extra bit of consistency 25 years old now Rico Hackett you'd, you'd think probably entering sort of prime of his career um, potentially a big season for him next season is if, if of course he's rewarded with a new contract at Fratton Park 81400 is the text number here at Express FM, start your messages with the word Express if you'd like to get in touch otherwise you can tweet at Express FM on Twitter email sport at expressfm.com or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live, we'd love to hear what Ever you've got to say between now and 7 o'clock, whether it's a comment from Tuesday's win at Accrington, a score prediction for tomorrow's trip to Bristol Rovers, or whether you want to back me up, support me, and say that Joe Piggott should not have been sent off on Tuesday night. Let's, uh, let's try and get me out. Num- not outnumbered. But before we do that, and whilst I give you a chance to get in touch and... Um, Support me there, Pompey fans. We're going to hear the post-match reaction of the Blues head coach, John Mussina, who spoke to Max Swatton after a full-time whistle on Tuesday evening.
7: Well, John, that game had a bit of everything, but most importantly, you take three points away, just put it into words for us. Yeah, well, you've, you, have, you always sum it up really well uh, at the start of, these,
2: start of these interviews. Most importantly, the three points, most importantly, the result, and then the performance off the back of that was probably slightly disappointing. And, but yeah, we've come away from, from Accrington and it's a tough, tough place to come. I've, I've been here many times as, as a player and a player coach and it's never easy, regardless of what you're facing. Um, they're a good side, they're a hungry side, they're, they're always at it and they play some good football as well. So I think when we strip that all back, we'll be really, really pleased with the, the result. But also I think
7: we've got a lot of um, improvement to do in terms of the overall performance. Did you say it was a game of two halves sort of in terms of performance? Obviously they went down to ten men early in the first half, made it slightly more difficult to to play our game. How did you manage to sort of navigate around that and, and go into the second half? Yeah, I think because the red card came so early, it was was quite difficult. We spent
2: um, large parts of yesterday and today working on a a game plan, Um, obviously with the assumption that we're going to be playing against 11 men. And when the red card happened, I think it changed the way that we were playing from a mentality point of view more than anything. We probably thought it was going to be a bit easier than it was. We didn't really take advantage of what Accrington were doing, which was pressing us really high still. They didn't let us have the ball and they left us 4v4 at the back and we didn't take advantage of that enough. And and that was the message at half time because we conceded chances, we conceded shots, we conceded crosses, set pieces in the first half. And we were much, much better without being spectacular, without being particularly fluid in the second half. We were just better at exploiting that, getting the ball forward a bit quicker. Um, using that four V four with the physicality that Colby and Joe have and run us off off the two of those is really important for us to actually capitalise upon. And we did it yeah, we did it a lot better in the second half. I described the second half as a very professional performance and, and ultimately we got the rewards for doing that.
7: Yeah, one of the other controversial moments of course, Joe Pickett's Red Car, just first of all on that one, do you know what happened? Have you spoken to the referee? Yeah, the referee's saying that um, it was was the
2: the tackle that that Joe put in, but um, as far as I'm concerned, concerned, he was was going for the ball. It was a goal-scoring opportunity. Their goalkeeper came absolutely flying out at Joe, um, and and Joe ended up nicking the ball um, and just really unfortunately got sent off. So in real time, and and I've looked at it on on the screen, it's quite hard to make out, but it looks really, really harsh.
7: And just on that, what does it say about your side? You know, you can go down to 10 men against 10 men, and get another goal and show up the performance and the result. Sorry. Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, great and from, from that point of view. Really, really pleasing the the grit and the mentality they showed. Like I said, um, is a, a massive cliche, but coming away to Acklington on a, on a very, very cold Tuesday night is a difficult thing to do least of all off the back of the highs of the performance on Saturday and the lows of the, um, the result and the disappointment and, and how much that took out of the lads. Barnsley and Cambridge, the, the travel that we had last week and, uh, and everything around that and, and the fact that we've, we've come away, we've, we've taken the points, showed that grit and determination. I, I would say up until we scored the third goal, we didn't look like it conceding in the second half at all um, and then it was a bit of a nervy sort of last ten minutes, but apart from that, I thought it was excellent.
7: You've alluded to it throughout your whole interview about how tough of a place this is to come. You'll obviously be disappointed with with the clean sheet going at the end and and Matt and the back line as well. But how important is it to reflect on the the positives of tonight?
2: Yeah, uh, a bit of both really. We're going to reflect on all the positives and make sure we we draw from those. But we know that um, if the performance levels are like that consistently, then we probably won't get the rewards that we got tonight. And... Um, you know, it's, it's one of those strange things in football. We probably played a lot better on Saturday and, and didn't win the game. And we weren't quite as good tonight, but we've ended up winning away from home 3 1. I would say a similar thing about Cambridge. We, we weren't brilliant against, against Cambridge, we, we won the game. Um, I thought we were really excellent on Saturday and, and didn't. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a big learning curve for the players and, and a lot that we can reflect upon and, and take away and,
7: and build on for, for the rest of the week. Just finally, two well-worked set pieces again, and a, and a goal for Colby. Then, just talk us through the goals from your point of view. Yeah, really well-worked well set piece for
2: the first goal for Joe's goal. Um, really, really fluid, and and you know a lot of the time. Um, working on what we actually want to do and want to achieve and it was a brilliant finish i was sort of right behind it and really pleased for joe getting his goal Uh, the second one was similar but i think the ball dropped to the edge of the box not quite as as fluid and on the first phase came out to rico and it was an excellent finish and then yeah on on the break i thought we were really dangerous in the second half we probably should have had a couple more Um, and thankfully yeah uh, i think it came from a chance that rebounded off the goalkeeper and, and thankfully colby put it in the back of the net against his old club
4: the post match assessment of John Musino from Tuesday's 3 1 victory for Pompey over Atkinson Stanley. Mockers on Twitter has got in touch saying it might help if Rico had a bit of a decent run in beside, at least he has an end product and a quality left foot. And then a separate tweet just saying hashtag justice for Joe Pickett. Thank you, mockers. It's and it's your- sorry? It's your mum. Maybe. <laughs> We'll get that smug laugh of Jeff Harris and, of course, Mark Coates back in just a few minutes' time when we end this evening's edition of your Football Hour and we'll come on to preview Pompey's trip to Bristol Rovers this weekend. It's a, it's a part of a show you won't
0: want to miss in just a few minutes' time. Stick around. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
1: Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late-night bus rides... From 7pm everyday you can take advantage of a night rider ticket taking you from A to B and everywhere in between simply purchase your night rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just 2 pounds 50 the world is your oyster visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information
0: this is the football hour 93.7 Express
4: FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Uh, Join myself, Jake Smith, alongside Jeff Harris and Mark Coates for the final part of tonight's edition of the show, where we come on now to look ahead to Pompey's next game. Bristol Rovers await at the Memorial Stadium tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock kick-off of course up in Avon, but a few things to point out before we do move on, and something I'd like to get thoughts of Mark Coates is reported by our friends and colleagues at the Portsmouth News earlier this week is that apparently Pompey are monitoring Dan Adji. Um, The uh, forward currently at Crew Alexandra formerly of Oxford United has proven a bit of a handful against the Blues in previous campaigns and John Massino has revealed that that rumour is somewhat true. Mark looking ahead to next season. Obviously, Joe Piggott, we know, likely to go back to Ipswich Town, potentially not return to Fratton Park, given the fact that Colby Bishop, of course, still our player, hopefully will remain to to be our player next season. Would Dan Adjie be a a decent signing to, to back him up next campaign?
3: Well, crew have got this amazing reputation haven't they for bringing all these um all these great players through i just hope that it doesn't have the same um doesn't have the same legacy as lowry and, and end up injured most of the time but um uh, they've talked about getting players on the way up haven't they the eisners um so it would make sense but, but bishop's only 26 and that, that guy's desperate to play in the championship and he should be playing in the championship i think and I think that might have been um, why he came to Pompey. He saw us as a club on the up and him as a player on the up and it hasn't quite worked out for him now. I mean, we were were lucky to get him in the
4: end. Um, uh, Yes, yeah, I would like to see him here, yeah. Uh, moving on now quickly as well um, we've got, got a few things to, to point out for uh, before we come on to preview the game against Bristol Rovers tomorrow Wayne Harris on Twitter says defended well against Akron and Stanley you can see why they're down at the bottom they couldn't finish a sentence not great from us either not getting a hold of the ball of dictating play like we should be in these circumstances need to use width against 10 men and stretch it um, Wayne Harris on Twitter and just again very briefly Jeff before we do move on playing against 10 men can be sometimes it's cliche yes but sometimes more difficult than actually playing against 11 men
6: it is because excuse me um it is because they get they go narrow they they, they put two banks of four in and and they get behind the ball and they know they have to up their performance because they're they're one down so so you always get that extra effort you always get that that hardness again against 10 men and you just need to make the pitch as big as possible, you need to get wide you need to get down the wings, you need to create that space in, in the in the central areas to, to allow to play and I, I just don't think we, we done enough of getting down the wings, I think we also then became narrow, we
4: also then became compact and that's what helped Atkinson out at the end of the day um, Credit to Steve Bone for this stat on Twitter uh, John Messina's record at Pompey, seven wins Two draws and four defeats. 23 points from 13 matches over a season. It works out between 80 and 81 points. And uh, worth noting as well that the record against the so-called Big Five, the current top five in this division, one win, one draw, three defeats. in the other eight games... Uh, eight played, of course. Six wins, one draw, one defeat. And that, of course, clearly shows where Pompey needs to improve for next season. Picking up the results against the sides, of course, but on paper the Blues should be beating, but unable, unable really to do so against the teams above them. That is, at the moment, what is separating Pompey from being what they currently are, mid-table, 10th place side, uh, to a team competing for a playoff, potentially even an automatic promotion spot. But hopefully these kind of things will improve for next season. If, of course... We don't sneak into the playoffs this season.
6: <laughs> Look, if we, if we fail to get the playoffs, that was that was failed to be delivered back in October, November. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, absolutely. None of John Mossino's doing at all. He's come in steady the ship and he'll be looking to continue that sort of steadying of the Blues ship when they travel to Bristol Rovers this weekend. The Gas or the Pirates, depending on however you want to look at Joey Barton's side. Before we come on to get the final thoughts of both Jeff and Mark and, of course, you guys back home, including the score predictions, a closer look into the Blues opponents for tomorrow's game with pre-recorded me. The Blues got back to winning ways on Tuesday night with a 3-1 victory at Snowy Accrington. They'll be looking to record back-to-back away wins this weekend when they travel west to take on Bristol Rovers.
0: Pompey Live, this week's opposition.
4: Earlier in the season, in the reverse of this fixture, it was Pompey who came away victorious with a 3-1 win at Fratton Park. Time now to take a closer look into the gas. John Musino's latest test. Manager. Former Manchester City, Newcastle and Queen's Park Rangers midfielder Joey Barton remains manager of Bristol Rovers. The 40-year-old, who also featured for Marseille, Burnley and Rangers throughout a 15-year playing career littered with controversy, was announced at the helm of the Gas in February 2021, having started his career in the dugout with Fleetwood Town in the summer of 2018. Although Rovers were relegated under Barton that campaign, the hothead remained in charge for the following term in League Two, and the club's faith in him was ultimately repaid, with promotion straight back up into the third tier confirmed on the final day of last season. Since arriving, Barton has overseen 46 wins from 117 competitive games in charge. One to watch. As with most times, Pompey come face-to-face with a player formally in their books. Our one to watch this weekend is striker John Marquis, who had two spells with the Blues. One of those was the loan move from Millwall in 2013, and the other a permanent transfer from Doncaster Rovers in 2019. The second coming of Marquis to PO4 was not as successful as some may have hoped given a superb record with Donny, as he converted just 28 goals from 93 competitive appearances. Marquess has been given the number nine shirt by Joey Barton of Bristol Rovers and has this season bagged seven goals in 26 league opportunities, scoring a brace in their 3-1 victory at Forest Green Rovers last weekend. (laughs) top scorer, Welsh forward Aaron Collins is currently Bristol Rovers' leading scorer this season with 15 league strikes under his belt at this stage of the campaign. Although the Rovers' number 10 has not contributed to any goals in other competitions this season, The 25-year-old has been impressing his supporters, not just for his goal conversion record in the league, but also for his work to help his teammates. Throughout this League One campaign, the former Newport and Forest Green striker has also provided a staggering 12 assists, more than any other player in the division. Current form. After these two sides locked horns at PO4 back in August, Rovers boss Joey Barton promised local media that his side would finish above Portsmouth this season. Barton was not a fan of Danny Cowley's tactical setup following that 3-1 win for the Blues. Although the management position has changed for Pompey since then, Rovers have so far been unable to live up to Barton's expectations. They occupy 14th position heading into this weekend's round of fixtures, four places and nine points behind the Blues. Whilst relegation seems likely to be avoided upon the club's immediate return to League One, the form of this Bristol Rovers side has been very random and it's proving quite difficult to determine from one week to the other what kind of team could show up on any given day. They have, in their last ten league outings, secured victory just twice whilst recording two draws and six defeats. The Gas have collected 24 of their 45 points on the road this term, whereas their home form replicates that of a side battling for survival. Who will come out on top in this one? Will it be two wins from two this week for the Blues, or back to back defeats for the Gas following their midweek loss at home to Wickham? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A closer inspection on the gas. Joey Barton's Bristol Roverside. Pompey, of course, travelled to Memorial Stadium tomorrow afternoon. Um, Mark, Joey might be a bit pleased that Danny Cowley's not at the helm. He wasn't best pleased uh, with that defeat back in August, was he? Uh, yeah, it's interesting
3: looking at his um, looking at his comments the other day. The last couple of days, he's not said anything particularly um, uh, unkind about Massino. He's been um, he, he's been quite quite a gent about him, and he even said he didn't expect the demise to be as quick of the Cowleys. I mean, he was throwing his toys out the pram wasn't he after he lost, and and obviously <laughs> been uh, hoping for a win. It was a cracking game, and I think it'll be a, a very good game. Uh, tomorrow as well. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, and I think there'll be fireworks, and I think there'll be goals at both
4: ends. Joey Barton throwing his toys out of the pram. <laughs> Two things that, yeah, they go hand in hand, don't they, Jeff?
6: Yeah, the, the, I was I was explaining to to Reese, my eldest boy, about what Joey Barton was like in his younger days and everything else, and and what his antics off the field as well. And he's like, so he's not a very nice person, so he, you know. I wouldn't class him as a nice person. I'd, it, that, Joey Barton is Joey Barton, and and if clubs want to employ him, and, and that's that's on them. You know, it's nothing to do with with you, I, Mark, the rest of the Pompey fans, whatever. Um, but I hope we absolutely spank him tomorrow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I saw an article earlier this week that Pompey uh, missed out on signing Joey Barton when he was a player at Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he turned down the club and. What a shame
6: uh, uh, was... yeah that, you know that that story always seems to be trotted out every time with, with due to play one of his sides how he how he belittles Portsmouth mm-hmm. and how he was too good for Portsmouth and that uh, how over uh, his dead body he would he would come to Portsmouth oh, okay whatever
4: victory would be bittersweet yeah. this weekend for Pompey um, just a quick note um, the Bristol Rovers Twitter account earlier this morning tweeting the following we'd like to make both Rovers and Pompey fans aware there may potentially be disruption in Bristol or the bristol city center area ahead of the match tomorrow which could increase travel times to the memorial stadium so please allow extra time for journeys so if you are travelling up to the Memorial Stadium for tomorrow's fixture if you're lucky enough to find a train service that's actually running this weekend and going to the game, do try and allow for some extra time for that, if you're going by car or coach, then please be aware there may be some disruption amongst the sort of Bristol city centre area, of course Bristol Rovers not quite in the city centre, they are just sort of outside on the outskirts of Bristol, the Filton Abbey Wood area, but um, just do be cautious. Of that as well, in case you are travelling up to the Memorial Stadium this weekend. A quick note to Dane Scarlett, congratulations to him. He's been called up um, this weekend to the uh, England under 20 squad to face Germany, USA, and France. Of course, coached by former Blues assistant Ian Foster. Joe Morrell has also been called up to the Wales squad, which means Pompey are just one international call-up away from being able to call off their game against Port Vale at Fratton Park in just a few weeks' time, of course, for rule states in League 1 and 2 and below. that you must have a minimum of three international players to be able to um, apply to have your game um, postponed on account of international call-ups. Pompey currently with two. And I should imagine their best bet to have that game called, if they want the game to be moved to a midweek fixture because they don't want to miss these sort of players, I imagine the next player that... Maybe called up would be someone like paddy lane to the republic of ireland squad however of course none of that has been announced yet so do keep a note on that one pompey fans um but hopefully that one won't be called off and we can just end the season nice and calm it is score prediction time uh, steve on facebook's going for a 2-1 pompey win uh gav on the emails is going for a 3-1 pompey win but i want to know what mark coates thinks this result is going to be mark a score prediction from yourself please
3: I think that uh, Scott Sinclair is going to get involved like he did in the last game for Rovers, where they uh, where they won. a Mark Marquess is going to get one. Of course, he is. I think we're going to win three two. I think it'll be a cracking game. And it'll. I
4: think Mark's dropped his phone right at the end there. Um, <laughs> Jeff Harris, a very quick score prediction from uh, yourself. Please. All the stats indicate a one all draw, but I'm going for a two one Pompey win. Two one Pompey win. That's for spirit. I'm going to go for. Uh probably a bit more of a boring game but I'm going to go for a victory nonetheless back to back wins for Pompey a 1-0 victory for the Blues against Bristol Rovers this weekend it's my prediction you can catch all of the unmissable action here on Pompey Live from 2 o'clock tomorrow
0: all the unmissable action this is Pompey Live Pompey got back to winning ways on
1: Tuesday night with a 3-1 away win at Accrington Stanley Bishop
0: is he going to look for Hackett he
1: is he forces it wide Hackett's effort saved by Savage. Bishop Bishop scores The next of Pompey's away trips this week comes as they take on Bristol Rovers Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday afternoon from 2 Pompey Live on
0: Express FM with Aqua Cars
4: that's right, myself, Robbie James and Pompey Women's Head Coach Jay Sadler will be live from the Memorial Stadium to deliver full pre-match build-up, half-time analysis and post-match reaction as the Blues take on Bristol Rovers in Skybet League One. Andy Moon and Guy Whittigan, your commentators, of course, for this weekend's action. A big thank you to Jeff Harris for joining me on the show this evening. Jeff, it has been a pleasure, as always, to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you for having me back. And a pleasure, as always, of course, to Mark Coates from the Pompey audio description commentary service. We have lost Mark, but a big thank you to Mark nonetheless. A big cheers to everyone who got in touch via the social media platforms whether it's by email, text, tweet. Um, we do appreciate you getting in touch and of course to those who just listened and didn't want to have their say, but we appreciate you of course nonetheless. A big thank you to Stagecoach across the South for supporting another edition of the Footblower blab this season. And okay, looking ahead to your schedule here on Express FM for the rest of this evening. Um, Express Floor is on the way after the news at seven and then tomorrow morning you can catch a express breakfast with ian mcginnis from eight through till eleven lily park has your pompey live warm-up from 11 through till two and you can listen back to the football hour or either via spotify the apple and google podcast apps or online within the next 20 minutes or so or if you're up at 4am tomorrow morning of course as well thank you very much once again for listening have a great weekend stay safe and play up pompey good night